Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. This is episode 13, and today we are talking about something that was very difficult for my classmates and myself, and I, I hear about it a lot from other students, is pharmacology and specifically psychopharmacology, all the meds for mental health. And you will need to know these backwards and forwards for your mental health exams, also for your NCLEX. So I'm going to share with you today the method that I used to study and master psychopharmacology and go through basically the study guide that I used for that class. So it's a little bit goofy. It might be a little bit unconventional, but I'm telling you that it absolutely works. So we're going to discuss each drug by class or each class of drugs individually. And we will start with the atypical antidepressants. And when I say they're atypical, this means that you know, they're the newer drugs, basically. And because they are the newer drugs, they are most likely going to be the ones that you see when you're taking care of your patients. So the atypical antidepressants, we have the SSRIs, which is a, is that an acronym? I guess it's an acronym that stands for Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors. SSRI. And these drugs are Prozac, Celexa, Paxil, Zoloft, Luvox, and Lexapro. So there's a little mnemonic device to help you remember what those are. For the SSRIs, try to remember the mnemonic device. Professors can produce zillions of little lessons. Professors can produce zillions of little lessons. Professors for Prozac can, for Celexa, produce Paxil, zillions, Zoloft, little, Luvox, lessons, Lexapro. Professors can produce zillions of little lessons. Prozac, Celexa, Paxil, Zoloft, Luvox, Lexapro. So just go over and over those in your head. Write them out. Repeat it to yourself. It will stick. And then you have the SNDRIs, which are your selective norepinephrine dopamine reuptake inhibitors. And in this group, probably the most common that I've seen is Welbutrin, but there's also Effexor, Remeron and duloxetine. And the way I remember these is with the a little mnemonic weird. It's a little bit of a stretch because weird is spelled W-E-I-R-D and there's no I drug in here, but that's what makes it weird maybe. So the W is for Welbutrin, the E is for Effexor, the I is silent, R is for Remeron, and the D is for duloxetine. So what do you need to know for your exams is basically the side effects. These drugs come with a lot of side effects and it's important to know what to expect, how to educate your patient, 
and things that you are going to be watching for. So I'm going to list some of these side effects and then go through a little method that I use to remember them. So the side effects for atypical antidepressants, you have a potential for a change in libido, appetite and weight could go up or down. You have sleep pattern disturbances and changing heart rhythms. There's also the potential for diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, anxiety, dry mouth, confusion, and headache, especially during dose changes that can last for about three weeks. And this would be something that maybe would make someone not compliant with the medication because they have that initial headache. So how are you going to remember these random list of side effects for atypical antidepressants? Well, what I did was I made up goofy little stories for each class of drugs. So that when I was taking my exams, all I had to do was kind of think through my goofy little story and I could remember which side effects went with each drug type. So here is a goofy story and it has all of the side effects in it as part of the story and those are the key words. So here we go. The atypical girl was heartbroken and depressed after her boyfriend left her. She couldn't eat, she couldn't sleep. She was so upset that she felt sick to her stomach all the time, causing horrible diarrhea. She was very confused about why her boyfriend would leave her, but the truth was her boyfriend left because of her low libido. It seems she always had a headache. She wanted to please her boyfriend, but every time she thought about sex, she got nervous, felt dizzy, and broke out into a sweat. Her hands would shake so bad that she couldn't even hold a glass of water to take a drink. Talk about having a dry mouth. So, obviously a very goofy story, but if you're paying attention, you notice that it has the elements of the side effects for atypical antidepressants. Let's go through that again with a little bit more detail. The atypical girl was heartbroken. So that's where we're talking about our possible changes in heart rhythms. And she was depressed after her boyfriend left her. She couldn't eat and she couldn't sleep. Remember that these drugs come with possible changes in appetite and sleep disturbances. She was so upset that she felt sick to her stomach all the time, causing horrible diarrhea. So it's going to cause diarrhea, nausea, and vomiting. She was very confused about why her boyfriend would leave her. One of the side effects is confusion. But the truth was her boyfriend left because of her low libido. Again, another side effect, low libido. It seems she always had a headache. Remember that headache that can occur especially during dose changes? She wanted to please her boyfriend, but every time she thought about sex, she got nervous felt dizzy and broke out into a sweat. So one of the side effects is anxiety. Um, you could have dizziness and sweating. Her hands would shake so bad she couldn't even hold a glass of water to take a drink. Talk about having a dry mouth. And again, dry mouth, another side effect. So that is your goofy little story for atypical antidepressants.
So if you're trying to write these all down, if you like them that much, there's no need. They are on the Straight and Nursing student website. If you go along the top nav under Reese, no, under notes, scroll down to mental health and you'll find them there. So next let's move on to the traditional antidepressants. These are the TCAs and the QCAs, tricyclic antidepressants and quatricyclic antidepressants. And you'll still see people on these every now and then. Typically what happens is if they don't do well on one of the newer atypical ones, they might put them on a typical and see how they do. These drugs are all going to end in the suffix tylene or amine, except for amoxapine, doxapine, and maprotoline. Um, just remember those three. Um, there are no other drugs in other groups that end with tylene or amine, unless you count diphenhydramine. Okay, so... I guess there are no absolutes, but as a general rule, tylene and amine means you're dealing with a traditional antidepressant. So the side effects. The biggest problem with these drugs is the narrow therapeutic window. Overdoses are deadly. So if there's a situation where your patient is suicidal and they are going to be taking these drugs, they are only prescribed a few days, maybe a week's worth at a time to prevent an overdose. Um, it can cause grand mal seizures and hyperthermia, which basically cook the brain. The potential side effects are decreased libido, decrease in all blood cell production, so white count, red count, etc., changes in heart rate and rhythm, constipation, difficulty urinating, orthostatic dizziness, weight gain, and muscle twitches. So as you can see, really awful side effects and potentially deadly. So here is your goofy story to help you remember the side effects for typical antidepressants. A very traditional man became depressed when his dog, B.C., that's the initials, B.C., ran away. He ran through the neighborhood and worked up quite a sweat. His heart raced, and as he searched for his dog, he realized that for the first time in years, he wasn't thinking about sex. This realization stopped him dead in his tracks, and his heart slowed. As he stood there, mouth dry and muscles twitching from the exertion, he saw B.C. trying to urinate on a fat lady's lawn. He ran to his dog and scooped him up, dizzy with happiness. He danced around the yard with graceful rhythm until he stepped in a pile of dog poo. B.C., he exclaimed, I thought you were constipated. He flailed around the yard trying to get the poo off his shoe as the large lady watched from her window. She was convinced the traditional man who was flailing about on the lawn was having a seizure or a stroke. Okay, yes, very silly, I'm aware. Um, a couple little things. BC, the initials for the dog, mean blood cells. So as we listen to the story, and we'll go through each part in a little more detail, that's what BC means. So here's the story with a little bit of a breakdown. 
a very traditional man became depressed when his dog, B.C., ran away. So the word traditional there is to help you remember that these are the traditional antidepressants. And his dog, B.C., ran away signifies that blood cell production is going to decrease. He ran through the neighborhood and worked up quite a sweat. One of the side effects is sweating. His heart raced. So again, we're going to have um, changes in heart rate. And as he searched for his dog, he realized that for the first time in years, he wasn't thinking about sex. Again, a medication with the side effect of a decreased libido. This realization stopped him dead in his tracks and his heart slowed. What well, earlier his heart was racing, now it's slow. We have rhythm and rate changes. As he stood there, mouth dry and muscles twitching, again, those are two key side effects. He saw BC trying to urinate. So one of the side effects, difficulty urinating. He saw BC trying to urinate on a fat lady's lawn. Weight gain is one of the side effects of traditional antidepressants. He ran to his dog and scooped him up dizzy with happiness. So there we have dizziness, especially orthostatic dizziness being a side effect. He danced around the yard with graceful rhythm. Again, more on that heart rate, rhythm changes until he stepped in a pile of dog poo. BC, he exclaimed, I thought you were constipated. Constipation is a side effect. He flailed around the yard trying to get the poo off his shoe as the large lady watched from her window. She was convinced the traditional man who was flailing about on the lawn was having a seizure or a stroke. Seizure and stroke are two very bad, potentially deadly side effects of traditional antidepressants. And the types of seizure, again, is grand mal seizure. And when I mentioned sweating earlier, that was to, I mean, you'll have sweating, but it's related to hyperthermia, which is that very dangerous high elevation in the temperature. So that was traditional antidepressants. Let's move on to the MAOIs. These are your monoamine oxidase inhibitors. And I thought these sounded like alien names, so I just kind of had it in my head that they were aliens. And the names are, for the main ones, are Marplan, Nardil, and Parnate. Doesn't that sound like three aliens that are going to come take you away in the middle of the night? So the side effects are the big one and you need to know this, is that there are a lot of drug and food interactions. You will avoid foods and drugs containing tryptophan or tyramine. Um, it can cause malignant hypertension if these things are taken in conjunction with an MAOI. So the way I was taught and the way I remembered it was Basically, don't eat or drink anything that you would have if you were on a really fancy high-end vacation. So wine and beer, aged cheeses, chicken liver pate, chocolate, bananas, soy sauce, meat tenderizers, salami, bologna, pickled fish, or caffeine. 
okay, I guess bologna is not fancy, but um, you get the idea. So if you just kind of picture the spread of food out in front of you, if you're a visual person, of all of those things, these are the things you cannot have if you're on Marplan, Nardil, or Parnate, a monoamine oxidase inhibitor, or MAOI. And it's because of the tryptophan or the tyramine. Wouldn't turkey be in there too? I imagine turkey would be in there too. Turkey is known for being tryptophan rich. So my little goofy story, super short, it's just a sentence, and this is how I remember them. My plan is to not die at the party where they serve fancy food. My plan is to not die at the party where they serve fancy food. My plan equals Marplan. Not die equals Nardil. Party equals Parnate the three main drugs in this class. So that is how I remembered the little bit of info that I needed about the MAOIs. So let's move on to the anxiolytics. Lots of uh, side effects with these. The benzodiazepines, pretty darn common. Most of these are gonna end with the um, two letters AM at the end. Note that, um, let's see, tranxine doesn't end with AM, Librium doesn't, um, but most of them do. Alprazolam is Xanax, Diazepam is Valium, Midazolam is Versed. Those are the main ones that you're going to see. So um, note that Alprazolam, Xanax is the most habit-forming of the benzos and diazepam, Valium. Um, oh, sorry, I, I missed, let me back up a minute. I missed one, Ativan, lorazepam. There you go. So knowing both generic and brand for this class, I would say is important because they're used very interchangeably. So the side effects are High potential for dependence, especially, again, Xanax, the most habit-forming. Stopping abruptly, if you've been taking it regularly or your patient's been taking it regularly, can really cause a, like a retrograde high increase in anxiety, a headache, a loss of appetite, and in very extreme cases, it can cause seizures. And you do not want to use these with alcohol. Not even if you're getting on a big scary airplane and you want to take your Xanax and have a glass of wine and go night-night. You probably shouldn't do that. Pick one or the other. So here's a goofy side effect story for the benzodiazepines. Benzo the clown, like most clowns, was very tolerant of small children. Though truth be told, they made him extremely tired. One day, he decided to stop seeing the children completely. I'm done with this headache, he said. But once he got home, he realized he missed the kids, and he stayed up all night thinking about them. The next day, he skipped breakfast, which made him feel dizzy, but he didn't care. He ran so fast to see the kids that he got dizzy, fell down, hit his head, and had a seizure. So, let's break this down a little bit. 
Benzo the clown, that's to help you remember, this is for the benzodiazepines, was very tolerant of small children. So you can build up a tolerance for these drugs. Though truth be told, they made him extremely tired. Feeling tired is a side effect of benzos. One day, he decided to stop seeing the children completely. So this would be your clue that you don't want to abruptly stop benzodiazepines. I'm done with this headache, he said. If you stop it suddenly, you're going to get headache. But once he got home, he realized he missed the kids, and he stayed up all night thinking about them. So you can have insomnia when you are stopping the drug completely and higher sense of anxiety. The next day, he skipped breakfast, so you'll have a loss of appetite, which made him feel dizzy. You're probably noticing that most of these drugs have dizziness as a side effect. He ran so fast to see the kids that he got dizzy, fell down, hit his head, and had a seizure. And that would be kind of the one of the big main takeaways is stopping benzos abruptly can cause a seizure. Okay, how about the non-benzodiazepines? Um, two of these end with AM, and that's triazolam, halcyon, and temazepam, restoril. Um, in general, I felt like it was okay to learn these along with the benzodiazepines since there really isn't that much different difference between the side effects. And if you want to remember their names, I went with the brand names because they were easier to remember for me. Um, Restoril, Halcyon, Buspar, it might be Buspar, but I always had it in my head as Buspar, and Desirel. Desirel? D-E-S-Y-R-E-L. Who makes up these names? Some, some bored person in a cubicle somewhere, I guess. So the mnemonic I use to remember those is this. Anxious on buses? Bring bunnies because no bunnies will restore the desire to hallucinate on buses. I don't think I made this one up, so it's a little, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of a stretch, but let's go through it. Anxious on buses, that's to clue you in that we're talking about an anxiety medication. Bring bunnies because no bunnies, no bunnies meaning the non-benzos, will restore Restoril, the desire, Desirel, to hallucinate Halcyon on buses, Buspar. So there you go, your non-benzo diazepines. Okay, let's go to the Atypical anxiolytics, Sonata, Ambien, and Lunestra. And mostly you've probably heard of Ambien. Lots of people take it for sleep. And how I remembered these was, uh, think of a woman who takes Ambien and falls asleep to Frank Sinatra music while the lunar moon shines through the window. So she takes her Ambien to, some, uh, to fall asleep to some Frank Sinatra which is the drug Sonata, while the lunar moon, Lunestra, shines through the window. Again, those drugs are Sonata, Ambien, Lunestra. Okay, let's see. What do we have here? Okay, we have more. Um, there's some other anxiolytics, kind of a weird combination of drugs. 
three are beta blockers, atenolol, indorol, and catapress are sometimes used for anxiety, mostly because they just keep the heart rate from getting too out of control, so you don't feel that, that racing heart. I had a doctor once. Okay, so I hate to fly. I don't hate it. I just always think that I'm going to die, and I have to weigh every vacation, every trip against, okay, is it worth going to Hawaii if I'm probably going to die to get there? Yeah, maybe, so I'm going to go. But I do, you know, I have a few Bloody Marys, I'm just going to say that. Um, anyway, so I had mentioned this to one of my physicians once, and she gave me uh, a Tenolol, I believe, for that. And I'm telling you, worthless, okay, just for me, just to say kind of worthless but a lot of people take it if they have situational anxiety like if they have to give a presentation at work on occasion and they get really nervous and their heart races and their palms sweat they take a beta blocker and their heart doesn't race and they feel a little better so that's kind of what these are used for there's also um vistaril and benadryl which are used for um for this as well. Benadryl obviously used often for allergic reactions and honestly I think it just makes you sleepy. Um, but um, the mnemonic I use to remember this is all inquisitive cats attack birds. All atenolol inquisitive indorol cats catapress attack is the atarax slash visteril birds benadryl. All inquisitive cats attack birds and that's kind of your other anxiolytics weird drug class okay let's talk about the antipsychotics so we have atypical antipsychotics um, six main ones and there's a great mnemonic to help you remember them and it's all good zoos save rare cats makes perfect sense all good zoos save rare cats so all is for Abilify, good is for Geodon, Zeus, Zyprexa, Save, Seroquel, Rare, Risperdal, Cats, Clozaril. All good Zeus, save rare cats, Abilify, Geodon, Zyprexa, Seroquel, Risperdal, Clozaril. I could be butchering, it could be Clozaril, I don't know. Um, mainly the ones I've used, Cyprexa is very common, Seroquel very common, um, haven't seen Geodon that much, Abilify maybe a little bit, but I would say Cyprexa, Seroquel are the ones you're going to see the most often in the clinical setting. So the side effects are weight gain and diabetes and also these share some of the same, a lot of the same side effects as the traditional antipsychotics, which we're going to go through next. But this weight gain and diabetes issue is, is a little bit unique to these atypical antipsychotics. So how I remembered that was with a little poem, I guess. Rare cats get fat. Too much sugar makes them huger. So this is great because our little mnemonic device talked about cats. And so does our little side effect, Diddy. Rare cats get fat. Too much sugar makes them huger. So again, it's just weight gain and a propensity for diabetes. So let's talk now about the traditional antipsychotics. There's a lot of these. So there's a little song, which, uh, am I really going to sing it? I don't know. Let's see if we can get away without me having to sing. 
So um, lots of side effects. And the William Tell Overture is the da 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 that little ditty. Um, it's also known as the theme song from The Lone Ranger. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm not old or anything. So the little, I guess I do have to kind of sing it. I apologize. Okay, so it's a whole bunch of these drugs. And to the tune of the William Tell Overture, it's something like this. Loxetane, Trilophan, and Thorazine, Sarantel, Melaril, Stelazine. If you pour and have psychosis, try them all. Admoban and Haloperidol. Wow, that was really bad and off tune. <clears throat> but let's do it again. <laughs> um, take two. And so you'll see it names one, two, three, four, six of the drugs, and then talks about um, the fact that they're, that they're used for psychosis and that they're cheap if you're poor and have psychosis, try them all. Um, and then a couple more. So, Loxetane, Trilophan, and Thorazine, Sarantil, Melaril, Stelazine. If you're poor and have psychosis, try them all. Admoban and Haloperidol. See, it gets easier as you do it. <clears throat> you can sing along with me, whatever, make me sound better. Anyway, so typically these traditional ones are cheaper than the atypicals, the Good Zeus, Saver, or Cats ones, but they're not used so much because the side effects are really pronounced. Both um, antipsychotic groups share these side effects. And I'm trying to remember what I meant by that. Probably that Moban and Haloperidol are in a, a slightly different group than the Loxetane, Trilophan, and Thorazine, Saratil, Melaril, and Stelazine. The side effects, basically the short version that you need to know is you're gonna, you're gonna have muscle control problems, basically. So think of tremors, rigidity, contractions, dystonia, loss of facial expression, stooped posture, shuffling gait, kind of looks like Parkinsonism, Parkinson's disease, tardive dyskinesia, which is irreversible, okay, irreversible. Also, neuroleptic malignant syndrome where your temperature goes sky high and your brain cooks and then you die. So um, if you remember, do you remember tardive dyskinesia? Have you learned about that? It's this awful side effect, and I got to see it a lot when I did my um, clinical rotation in the psych hospital. And how to describe it? The way that I typically saw tardive dyskinesia manifest was in it's involuntary movement uh, that happens. Mostly what I saw with tongue movements, like tongue thrusting, lip smacking, um, a lot of eye blinking. It's extremely, um, when you see it, you'll know you're seeing it and then you kind of can't unsee it. So being very aware that this is irreversible and so huge, huge side effect risk. Um, and then if you didn't recognize dystonia, uh, what that refers to, that's another movement disorder where there's this um, sustained uh repetitive muscle contractions, kind of causing this abnormal fixed postures, um, very uncomfortable looking, and um, definitely a barrier to normal mobility. So anyway, that was just a, a little sidebar on that. So these drugs, the traditional antipsychotics, you're going to really, it's that muscle control problem that you're going to see the most. 
And um, here's a little goofy story to help you remember what they are. Bob was a single guy who could not control his muscle-building obsession. He really wanted a girlfriend, so he decided to try some other hobbies in hopes of meeting someone with skin problems just like his. His dream girl was not the typical type. He liked them big, and he liked them diabetic. So he went to a few speed dating meetings, but they only made him restless, even when they played shuffleboard. His favorite activities were poker, he has a great poker face, and limbo, his stooped posture made him unnatural. After weeks of speed dating, he finally met a girl at the Tar Dive, a dive bar near his house. The sad part of this tale is that she had neuroleptic malignant syndrome and died on their wedding night. Bob eventually wrote a screenplay about the romance and is now back to contracting his muscles. Okay, so um, let's break this down. Bob was a single guy who could not control his muscle-building obsession. Uh, the emphasis on the muscle is to get you to remember that there's a lot of muscle control problems here. He really wanted a girlfriend, so he tried to, to decided to try some other hobbies in hopes of meeting someone with skin problems just like his. So one of the side effects are skin problems. His dream girl wasn't the typical type. So we're talking about um, typical, I'm sorry, traditional antipsychotics, okay. The atypical ones are the ones that cause the weight gain and the sugar. So his dream girl was not the typical type, meaning she was atypical. He liked them big and he liked them diabetic. So that's to clue you in that the atypical ones can cause weight gain and diabetes. So Bob went to a few speed dating meetings, but they only made him restless. Again, another side effect. Even when they played shuffleboard, that's to remind you that that shuffling gait can occur, kind of that Parkinson's gait. His favorite activities were poker because he has a great poker face. Again, that... Um, Parkinson's face has this kind of like loss of facial expression, kind of a flat affect, so that can happen. And limbo, another favorite activity, his stooped posture made him unnatural. Again, you're going to have poor posture, that stooped over posture. After weeks of speed dating, he finally met a girl at the tar dive, which is a dive bar by his house. Also a clue that it can cause tar dive dyskinesia. The sad part of this tale is that she had neuroleptic malignant syndrome and died on their wedding night. That's because I could not find a clever way to work in neuroleptic malignant syndrome, so I just put it in there. And again, that's when your temperature goes up very high and your brain cooks to death. Bob eventually wrote a screenplay about the romance and is now back to contracting his muscles. Again, big emphasis on the muscle problems with these drugs. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about mood stabilizers and anti-convulsants. So the traditional ones are lithium product products. Easy to recognize these because they all have lith in them somewhere. Escalith, lithane, lithobid, lithium citrate. Lithium citrate is going to be the most common one that you see. 
Side effects are weight gain, drowsiness, weakness, nausea, fatigue, hand tremor, increase in thirst and urination, hypothyroidism, and an enlarged thyroid. The big takeaway with this uh, lithium or these lithium type drugs is that it can be very toxic and has a very narrow therapeutic window of 0.6 to 1.2 millimoles. Anything over 1.5 millimoles per liter can kill you, okay? 0.6 to 1.2, that's very narrow. So you want to know the signs of lithium toxicity would be very important to know and understand. And they are nausea, vomiting, drowsiness, slurred speech, blurred vision, Confusion, muscle twitching, irregular heartbeat, seizures, put that in capital letters in your brain, and coma. So let's talk a goofy side effects story for lithium. The fairy princess lithium was the fairest, most delicate princess in all the land. One day, she dared to argue with her future mother-in-law, the great Queen Escalith. In retaliation, the queen cursed the princess, causing her to have an uncontrollable weakness for ice cream. In just a few weeks, she gained a ton of weight. As a result, she just lie around all day, feeling constantly tired. One day, her fiancé, Prince Thyroid, came for a visit and saw her in this enlarged state. It made him nauseous to look at her. His hand tremored as he reached out to take her hand. He didn't really want to touch her, so he gave her a glass of water for her thirst instead. So a sad tale of woe about a fairy princess who gets too big and now her super shallow boyfriend doesn't like her anymore. So let's go through a little breakdown of this. We have the fairy princess lithium. Lithium, obviously, to remind you, we're talking about lithium products was the fairest, most delicate princess in the land. One day she dared to argue with her future mother-in-law, the great Queen Escalith. I just thought Escalith sounded like kind of a mean queen kind of name. And that is one of the lithium products, if you remember. In retaliation, the queen cursed the princess, causing her to have an uncontrollable weakness for ice cream. So, there we're talking about the feeling of uh, feeling weak and then the fact that she's going to be eating a lot of ice cream is going to clue you in that there's some weight gain coming up. Um, as a result, she just lied around all day feeling constantly tired. So fatigue is a key symptom. One day her fiancé, Prince Thyroid, that is to remind you that um, thyroid problems can be a part of this. He came for a visit and saw her in this enlarged state. So an enlarged thyroid can be a problem. It made him nauseous to look at her. Does every antipsychotic or mental health drug have nausea as a side effect? Probably. Um, his hand tremored as he reached out to take her hand. Again, a hand tremor can be a side effect. He didn't really want to touch her, so he gave her a glass of water for her thirst instead. So again, um, being very thirsty, having kind of that dry mouth, uh, lots of thirst and lots of urination. Okay. So those are the side effects for the traditional 
lithium based mood stabilizer slash anti-convulsants. I would say lithium is more the mood stabilizing part. And now we're going to get into more of the anti-convulsant part that I see it used for. Now, there are a lot of these as well, and they're also difficult to remember. So guess what? There's another song. Yay. Um, this one is sung to the tune of Jingle Bells. And let's see how we do. Let's just do this. Okay, so here are all of the other ones. Atypical mood stabilizer slash anti-convulsants to the tune of Jingle Bells. Depakote, Depakine, Kepra all the way. Moods unstable, having fits, these drugs will make your day. Tegretol, Lamictal, Neurontin, Gabatril, Triliptol, and Topamax, they're all atypical. Okay, that was a little bit of a stretch, rhyming Gabatril with atypical, but you get the idea. So again, it's Depakote, Depakine, Kepra all the way. Moods unstable, having fits, these drugs will make your day. Tegretol, Lamictal, Neurontin, Gabatril, Triliptol and Topamax, they're all atypical. There you go. As last time, take two is much better. Anyway, so goofy little song to help you remember the atypical drugs in this group. And yeah, so let's move on. <laughs> no more singing, please. To the anti-obsessive compulsive meds. These are your um, OCD medications. There's just two of them. There might be more at this time, but at the time I wrote the study guide, there were only two or at least two that I needed to know. And those were Luvox and Anaphronil. Luvox is actually an SSRI. Um, and what you need to know about Anaphronil is that it is less expensive than Luvox. So if your patient has insurance issues or finance issues and they need an anti-OCD, kind of medication, then you might suggest an Afrinil. And I don't have anything about the side effects on these because maybe, maybe that was not part of what I needed to learn. Um, or maybe they're not as scary as some of the others. So not as important to learn as, you know, things that can actually kill you. And then there's, um, well, obviously Luvox has the same side effects as the other SSRIs. I, let me take that back. Um, okay. So Psychostimulants, these are the drugs that are used to treat ADHD, Ritalin, um, Concerta, Concerta, how do you say that? Ritalin, Concerta, uh, Dexedrine slash Adderall, Stratera, which is a non-stimulant, SNRI, Selective Norepinephrine Reuptake Inhibitor, and Provigil slash Modafinil, sounds like a flower. So there you go. Does that help? I hope that helps. Um, go to the website, go to notes, mental health, download the psychopharmacology study guide, learn the stories, write your own stories, write your own goofy songs, sing them um, to everyone and embarrass yourself in front of thousands of people. And hopefully it will help you do awesomely on your mental health exams, your mental health ATI, and in your mental health clinicals. And when you're working in the hospital, if you think you're not working in mental health, you got a big surprise a coming, okay? So um, anyway, if you like the podcast, if it's helping you, I encourage you to please go to iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, wherever you do listen, rate, and review. That helps us 
appear higher in the rankings so that if someone's just browsing for nursing related or nursing school related podcasts, this one will come up and it will help them and we're here to help each other. So if you could do that, that would be fantastic. Please do not use my singing as part of that criteria um, because that would be bad. And then if you have not been to the website, if you're catching this podcast from one of those and you don't know about the website, it's www.straightanursingstudent.com. It is amazing. It has tons of great stuff for you guys. And then if you have not read my book, especially if you're a newer student or a student who's struggling, you want to go to Amazon and look for Nursing School Thrive Guide. It will change your life. And you can get that as a paperback, as a Kindle book, or an audio book with someone with a good voice reading it, not me. So if you're not loving my voice, which I don't love my voice, um, and it's kind of amazing that I sing for you guys, but um, I actually hired a real person to do it. So it's actually excellent. So there you go. Have a great, fantastic day. And check back in in a few days for our next podcast episode. Let's see what that's going to be about. That is going to be a pod quiz on diabetes. Ooh, that should be fun. Love the pod quizzes. And then the next podcast, just regular informative one after that, is going to be about heart um, dysrhythmias and what you do about them so hang in there keep going study 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 get outside i hope you listened to this while you were out for a beautiful walk somewhere beautiful on a beautiful day take care guys This podcast is a production of straightanursingstudent.com, copyright Mo Media.